Hey, hey. Straighty. It's the NBA. <laughs> Straighty's favorite time of the year. Indeed. The NBA season is back. And so is sports and spit. And that means we have plenty to talk about. Oh, yeah. We've got a long list of topics tonight, sports fans. Episode number 18, Streety. 18 plus. 18 plus. Well, who would have thought we'd come back 18 times? Probably got more episodes than we got regular listeners now. I think you might be right. Yeah, but that's okay. We are going to continue on because we like the sound of our own voices. Yeah. And, uh, we love sitting here on a random Thursday night watching replays of the NRL Grand Final from a few weeks ago. That's right. And putting... Because we haven't had a chance to actually uh, post or make a picture or anything on mm. our socials. That was by choice, mind you. Yep. Yeah. Both um, Storm and Rooster. Yep. I wouldn't say haters, but not well, maybe Melbourne. Yeah, it was a bit of a non-event, the NRL Grand Final for us this year after a... Well, my team got knocked out well early, probably about round four. Yep. Yours got knocked out in the uh, earlier in the like, oh, sorry, a little bit later in the final series, but uh, it wasn't it wasn't the most exciting grand final either, was it, Streety? I mean, like from a spectacle perspective, we were just saying to each other, you know, the Roosters basically bashed the storm out of the grand final. It yeah, it was a bit like like uh, watching this grand final it was a bit like painting. Painting yep. is one of those jobs that you hate, but it's oddly satisfying. Yep. Absolutely. So watching uh, the Roosters just... That's a pretty good analogy, actually. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, watching good. the Roosters just beat up the yeah. Storm. Um, and they did. Physically dominated them. And and the Roosters are thoroughly deserving of the Premiership, I think. 100%. They, I, as much as I hate them, I, I admired the way... Basically, they bashed the Bunnies out of the preliminary final the weekend before. Yeah. And then dominated the Storm in the same fashion in the big one. It was quite simply a deserving win, you know. Like it wasn't like they stole it; they were dominant from the outset. So I was, yeah, I, I was impressed, but just annoyed because I hate the Roosters. Yeah, so. they were the minor premiers, um, mm. and I wouldn't say they were the best team all year. No, but you don't have to be, do you? I no, guess no, like, they, they 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 did enough to to get their spot. As the minor premiers, but most of us know that doesn't really mean much. Um, it just kind of sucks when you see the Storm and the Roosters go around and you, and, it, and you do think to yourself that the salary cap must be a little bit of a joke. Mm. Uh, however they get around it, whether they are better at managing the salary cap or whether they're better at manipulating it and faking it, I don't know. But yeah. you do. This year's grand final lacked a... Uh, this year's final series probably lacked a good story. Like mm. it lacked a bunnies winning their first one. Yeah, we we had a run. You know, like twenty four sharks winning one for the cowboys first time. winning that golden point. Yeah, the cowboys finally getting one. Yeah, we had a three years where the the, the fairy tale yeah. came to be, and it was it was good for all involved. Um, it was all a little bit predictable this year. So yeah, but anyway. I mean, you know, what wasn't predictable was whether or not Cronk uh, was going to play, and the fact that they, yeah. they 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 shielded him and they essentially did it. Physically with twelve guys and Cronk's mere presence was enough to steer him around the park and so that that I mean that was a pretty that is a pretty feat. impressive feat when you think about it to have gotten through not only a game of first grade rugby league but a grand final where you were quite clearly lame oh yeah in terms of in your defensive line whoever defended on the inside and outside of him must probably. He probably deserved his playing bonus for whatever he earned for the final series yeah. because they obviously protected him really well. Or he must have done a good job of staying out of the way himself too, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm quite yeah. surprised that the Storm didn't run target him more. Yeah, um, yeah. 
but you know, like the Storm were poor. They, they were. They, they dropped yeah. the ball. They turned it over a lot. You know, and if they self-reflect, I, I think yeah, maybe they can say they had a bad game, but I think they were forced in, into oh, a lot of that just from yeah. Just I think uh, the Roosters' defense. I agree. I think the Roosters basically punched him in the face early, and the Storm never knew how to react. I think they ended up basically in trouble. You know, it's one of those things the game kind of starts to get away from you. Yeah. And you start to think, geez, we're in a pretty big hole here and we just can't seem to get out of it. And 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 that's in the end because the other team's got their foot on your throat the whole time. They yeah. just never let up. And, and um, yeah, it was a testament to the Roosters' strength this year. I think the Storm's fashion choice also cost them as well. They've uh, never won a grand final wearing their white strip. Oh, is that right? True. Oh, I didn't know that. That's a nice They lost to Manly 40 nil wearing yep. their white strip in 2008. Yep. yep. And, uh, and again, ten years later, they wouldn't have chosen to wear that strip, though. They no. just obviously you can get the choice because That's because the... Roosters are minor premiers, so they get the okay. their, their preferred. Yep. Strip so they wear. wear the home and away. Or they get to choose either home or away strip, and so yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Never won a grand final in white, hey? Well, there you go. Always the bridesmaids, never the brides in white. <laughs> so, well, good luck to them. But now, now all those boys are probably somewhere like Vegas or. Yeah, Lebanon, and if you're the Parramatta Eels, or so. it didn't take them long for the first off-season scandal to occur. Probably less than 24 hours. Yeah, less than 24 the hours. Newly minted Australian skipper Greg Inglis <laughs> jumped in his car and decided to go from Dubbo to Lithgow. Lithgow. Uh, either getting shit-faced along the way or being pretty wasted before he left. Right. Yeah, because uh, actually, as one of the good friends of Sport and Spitz pointed out. Uh, Brett Murphy, that's a pretty decent space between Dubbo and Lithgow. Absolutely. So I think you either took some for the road, Greg, or you might have been pretty wasted when you got in the car. Yeah. And surely, surely, as so you get the phone call, Greg, you're in the Australian side and you're the captain. Yeah. Oh, well, I've had six beers. I think I'll just get in the car and come home. Right? Like, yeah. Where's the decision-making ability here? Like, like, what are you doing? And then also the punishment um, handed down by Mal Meninga and the ARL, I thought was pretty poor. Oh, it was, Mal's the lamest. Like, he's, you know... He's, he's terrible. A, he, he's, a, he's a player's coach, right? So he doesn't, you know... He comes forward and says, well, we've got to give Greg credit for, for taking responsibility for his actions. Well... Well, I don't think when he got home, if he hadn't have been pulled over by the police, that he would have rung up and said, I might not have been right to drive. Yeah. I should take responsibility for my actions. Taking responsibility for your actions is not saying sorry when you get caught. Yeah. It's not doing it and not continuing to do it, right? Yeah. Like, so, anyway. And you get uh, a player like um, um, Mitchell Pierce. Yep. Who performed... Uh, Supposed, um, you know, acts with with dogs, yep. getting suspended for eight weeks. Um, there was Todd Carney, who notoriously pissed in his own mouth. He was well. He Todd was, had a fair record he when he did that. He did, but Greg Ingles is no angel either. No, and I, but I would say I think I think actually Todd Carney probably was treated fairly harshly in the sense totally. of that basically ended his career. Yeah, uh, yeah Like yeah. he has never come back to the NRL no. and. And he's made a couple of attempts to come back, and and he's just never been able to get over that hurdle of, of being accepted back by the league. Yeah. Maybe because he refused to potentially engage in some type of rehabilitation or you know yeah. some type of decorum classes or whatever they wanted to put him through. But um, yeah, it's interesting, right? Like the NRL, it it and the NRL off season 
it never ceases to amaze me in terms of the stupidity. Every year, yeah. someone does something completely yeah. stupid. I mean, the Bulldogs right? get you know do yep. their do their thing in the off season. I did, mean, how did, many problems have the Bulldogs had with yeah, I mean, Mad Monday? Did stuff? they did they break any laws? No, but it was pretty stupid. It was, right? oh, like it was it's absolutely not, stupid. Like it doesn't. Like I, I, I resent the fact that there was a journalist that actively went looking for those photos and yes. and and decided that they were going to make a story out of it. But but the thing is, is they had the opportunity to get the story right. Like yes. so, so it's not like you can't sit there and blame this journalist and say, well, he shouldn't have gone looking for the story. If you're going to be stupid enough as a club to again put your players in that position, then it's bad luck I mean it was only three or four years before where when they tried to hold it at the footy club and the mm. players got out hung out the window hooting and hollering and sexually abusing like you know yelling stupid shit yeah. to reporters again and again you're going to do it again true I and mean like, but you know this is the Australian captain newly minted I mean yeah. he's got to set a better example and I think he probably would need to be made an example of you can't yep. you know he's, he's, he's actively putting people's lives at risk yep he, he had the opportunity to kill someone. Do, does this speak a little bit to the psyche of the Australian public when our Australian cricket captain lost control of his team enough that that two players engaged in an act of cheating? Rubbing sandpaper on a cricket ball. And was and he was rubbed out for 12 months yeah. of the game. Yeah. Not because he cheated, but because he lost control of the team. Yeah. And 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 basically two players under his control cheated. Yeah. Right? And everyone kind of went Well, sounds about right. A few people went, Oh, it's probably a bit unfair. Yeah. But at the time this country was up in arms about that. Yeah. There was absolute public uproar, right? Those guys were being pillared. It was over the top. And and until he cried on T V, Steve Smith was like but, I think everyone kind of went, Yep, yeah, twelve months, that sounds about fair. That's yeah. un- that's right. Yeah, yeah, he didn't actually cheat. No. There's been never proven, and they actually came out and actively said that he, he, he didn't condone it or come up with the plan or actually do it himself. But he lost control of the team, so he's yeah. out, right? But yet, our rugby league captain gets behind the wheel, shit faced, drives three hours through country town, putting other people's lives at risk. Yeah, and we go, oh well, you dropped him for a game, so that's okay. Now. I guess you could make the argument, well, he won't get the chance to be Australian captain again for another 12 months because they don't play that often. No. But it that's not really the point. Like The fact that he's not going to miss any NRL games... Yeah, it's, it's, pretty, not, it's pretty ordinary. Yeah, it just... And it, it's probably a poor reflection on rugby league into and how we hold our footballers. Yeah, we um, do. You know? Well, it's, it's kind of the behaviour we expect from them, right? Like, yeah. it's rough, it's... Oh, they're larrikins, you know. Oh, they... It's it's why we justify... Like, this country has a problem with binge drinking and the binge drinking culture and the violence that's associated with that. Yeah. But yet, people continue to go into bat for rugby league teams' right to actually have a very public binge drinking session after every season because mm-hmm. they've got to let off steam, right? Like, but yet, we've introduced laws that don't allow every worker to go and let off steam every week unless they can do that before 1am yeah. or only in one venue. Yeah. Right? So so we're prepared to put ourselves under 
what you'd probably say a fairly draconian kind of laws for social interaction. It comes down to our unofficial, which is now our official motto for sports and spit, mm. is talent equals tolerance. It does. That's exactly right. It does. Yep. If if you've got talent, then you can basically do whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. Um, and then one other thing, our uh, Cameron Munster's brain explosions. Yeah. Um, he was best on ground in terms of the idiots of the of the game, wasn't he? You know. Yeah, he like, definitely saved his worst for last. That was the worst game he's ever played. Well, so we just when we were watching the replay, we we I actually remembered that he got sent to the sin bin in the first half. Yep. And then sent to the sin bin in the second half, and was quite. Well, he's quite ineffective throughout the whole game. Yeah. So, him getting binned, the result in the end was the same. But yeah. I think the referee took the easy way out. And irrespective yeah. of how hard the contact was... This is for the kicking incident yeah, on... Yeah. Um, who did he kick? Did he kick Jake Friend or was it... Uh, I can't remember who it was, but he a rooster player was on the ground. Mm. And he just kicked him in the head. Yep, straight and up. Straight away, him. needs yeah. to be sent off. Yeah. And it needs to get at least... Four weeks suspension. Yeah, it does go to prove. Remember when the Knights won the grand final in '97, and the and and the story or the rumor going around here that maybe I think Paul Harrigan confirmed this at some point. The way he g'd the team up was basically he said it's a grand final. You're never going to get suspended for anything. I'm going to go out there and just rip their fucking heads off. Yeah. Right. And and you blokes have got to follow me. And he just and he did and and he and he came out there and he was high tackles and swinging arms and. And just all sorts of cheap shit yeah. because he's like, fuck it, I'm just going to go nuts because it's a grand final. I may never play him one again. And in reality, you'd be you'd be hard pressed to get like, yeah, like the referees will treat you differently in a grand final, basically, and yeah. it, and you'll get treated by the disciplinary system differently. Mm. Yeah, because because the irony was the week before was all about should Billy Slater be suspended for a shoulder charge? Yeah, right. Which didn't go anywhere near the head of the player. No. But you kick a guy, a guy in the head, oh, it's a grand final and he was losing, so he was frustrated, right? So, you know, surely there should have been uproar about that and he should have been suspended. Definitely have plenty to work on with consistency of enforcing rules the NRL do. Um, fingers crossed they start to straighten some of that out in 2019, but I just get the feeling that... Yeah, they probably won't. <laughs> we'll always be whinging about it. Yep, absolutely. No matter what year. And what about for you... Billy Slater seeing him go out a loser. Oh, it was great. <laughs> it was it was it was a nice bit of vindication. Yeah. You were pretty happy with that. And word. and you know, in the end, um, there's no excuses from Melbourne or Melbourne supporters saying, Oh, oh well, Billy didn't play. Yeah. Um, you know. So part of me is quite pleased that uh, he did play and walked off a loser. Um, <laughs> And so you were more happy than, than he that he played and lost because yeah, yeah. that was more satisfying for him. And uh, now he's actually got a job in the AFL with St Kilda as uh, a tackling coach and, and a leadership coach. And a leadership and, coach. Yeah. So, well, what about the AFL grand final? Is, is, that was it, a... It's quite ironic that the team he's joined is the Saints. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, he's not a Saint, because he's nah, a sinner. Give up. Alanis Morissette's got some material there if she yeah, wants to release version two of her track. Oh, yeah. Well, anyway, what did you think AFL. of the AFL? That was a pretty good game. Fantastic game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there was controversy at the end of that. There was no... Well, so there was a belief that basically there should have been a free kick awarded when the winning goal was kicked by West Coast for blocking. Okay. Did you, do you remember that? Do you, did you see no, that? No, no. I, I, right. I 
briefly saw an article the other day that right. alluded to that, but season's over for me. Who cares? Yeah, well, the big controversy was was that they felt that the uh, Collingwood defender was blocked on his run to try and actually stop the... I can't remember who the guy... Was it McGovern? I think it was. I can't remember what he's... Anyway, the guy who kicked the game-winning field goal for... Oh, the game-winning goal for um, for West Coast potentially was had some support from his teammate in terms of blocking him out. But, uh, all right, mate, I don't know. I Look, felt like West Coast were a team of destiny to me. Like, yeah, you know. They played well. And then yeah. been down by 30-odd, 28, 30 and, points. And I feel like quarter. Collingwood just kind of got a little bit carried away themselves the week before, given that they beat Richmond. And, you know, they kind of felt like, well, it's our grand final to lose. Yeah. You should never think that. No. Right? Because the other team, like, I mean, you know, West Coast totally dismantled the Demons the week before. Yeah. And, you know... You... And let's not forget, three years removed from the grand final loss themselves, and they had 12 players in that game. That's right. No, or nine yeah. or 12, whatever it was. They knew what they were doing, right? Yeah, so... where uh, Collingwood had zero um, mm. players, except for the... What's his name? They played for Geelong. Yeah. But it was pretty good footy season. We were happy with it. Yeah, so yeah. go to Woe, we were... We, we, we thought it was entertaining, but... Yeah. There's been some other stuff happening in sport as well, so... We've had a good friend of Sports and Spit as well who actually came on the show just before she went over to the World Championships um, for women's basketball, Katie Ray Ebsry. Yep. Katie had a great deal of success with the Opals. Yeah, won a silver medal. Silver medal, second in the world. Not bad. Woo-hoo, go the Opals. That was a great tournament. Yep. And Liz Cambage stood up and made the All-Star Five. She played really well. They got beaten by the US in the final and Katie had spoken to us... uh, in our time with her before she left, that the US were their nemesis and they were looking forward to playing them. They held their own in that game, but I think even Sandy Brondello, the coach, kind of said that uh, she was disappointed and that was probably not necessarily their worst game of the tournament, but not the way they wanted to play against the US. Yeah. uh, And therefore, a little bit disappointing. But probably the game of the tournament for them was the semi-final against Spain the day before. Yeah. Where... They it's a bit rough playing a semi than a grand final the next day. Well, geez, they stacked the games in, didn't they? Like, yeah. I mean, they really got it over and done with very quickly. But, but I guess, I mean, when you have a look at basketball tournament, like basketball across the world, I mean, the NBA, those guys play every second day. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I do think though. Yeah, it was probably less than 16 hours between the games. Yeah. It was pretty decent. Yeah, I mean, I guess time. those baseballs have it tough. You know, they're, they're probably the most unfittest of all sports, and they play two games the a day sometimes. <laughs> we were just talking about that, weren't we? 182 games they play in baseball, and then six or eight teams or something make the playoffs, don't they? Yeah. Right? Like, it's not very many. Yeah. It's, quite crazy oh and it's boring as batshit baseball baseball well sometimes well maybe if we grew up in the states we'd probably like it because yeah, it'd be our yes. version of cricket and we'd go and get shit faced there so and the boys the Australian cricket team they're back on the field yep so they're playing Pakistan at the moment over in Dubai yeah Nathan Lyon had a pretty incredible over last night four wickets and six balls Gary Lyon jeez not a bad effort yeah old Gaz Four wickets in six balls. That's reminiscent of how many I took that day out of Beresfield. Do you remember? Yeah. Six wickets. Still um, four four wickets in six balls. Probably rhyme with my best figures of... Uh, uh, what have we got? Six for... Thir- no, not six for 13 off three. 
Yeah. Pretty disappointed I went for the 13 runs. Six wickets six wickets off 18 balls. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, that is pretty good. Or you yeah. probably bowled a couple of sundries in that. That's probably where some of the runs came yeah. from. Hit, hit for a couple of boundaries. So you probably, you probably had a few more balls than 18, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. Not as many balls as long And then uh, uh, Australia beaten by the Kiwis in the Rugby League test, which is great. And we got beaten by the Kiwis in the netball the same day. Oh, right. Mm. So the Kiwis have bended us over right, the right yeah, now. Yeah, they are. Yep. Plus, they're a better political country too. They're killing us there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all over it there. Mm-hmm. And the social matters. And they got no snakes. Common sense matters. No, that's right. Yeah, pretty beautiful country, New Zealand. It is lovely. Good on you, New Zealand. Well done. If anyone in New Zealand is willing to host us, we'd to, love uh, to come over. Yeah, we'd love to come over. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if we've got any international listeners, we'd love to come to your country too. Be lovely. Mm. Exactly. All right. Well, that's our basic recap of what's gone on since. Yeah. Well, congratulations to Nathan Lyon, but more congratulations to Katie Ray Ebsry. Yeah. She just kicked off her WNBL season with the Perth Lynx as well. Yeah. So she'll have a second game this uh, this week coming up. And the NBL season's kicked off a couple of weeks ago yeah, too. Yeah, it's looking so good. Last week, I should say. It was pretty good. Some pretty good games there too. So yeah. after every, well, after every team except Illawarra and Cairns got to go and play an NBA team, the... Uh, <laughs> the um, the boys started their first round and had some pretty good, uh, pretty good games. So it looks like uh, Perth Wildcats will be hard to beat in the NBL again. They've yeah. uh, stacked their side again, and uh, Melbourne United will have to find their feet. But uh, the big story in basketball for us, the NBA, yes, it's back, and we've just put it on the telly. New Orleans hosting, uh, playing the Houston Rockets That's in right. Houston. Yep. And they've so, got a um, new team, Houston, with Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. Playing with his mates. Um, we're at the 22-minute mark. So mm. if you absolutely despise the NBA, now's a good time to... Yeah, because that's basically all we've got left on the list. Do something else. Mm. We are basketball tragics. That's what we know best. Yeah, that's right. And we're going to break down our season preview... Of the NBA. Right about now. Yeah. Um, now... We waited to one day into the season, two days into the season. Two days into the season, yeah. Uh, just because, you know, well, why do what everyone else does? That's right, yep. Well, to be honest, it's an 82-game season, so it's not like you're going to use our predictions to do anything from day one anyway, so we needed to do it today. So, That's right. And today was a big day, 15 games in the NBA, so that means 30 teams in action. That's not right. Wasn't there 15 games? 30 teams in the league. Right, that can't be right then. There can't have been 15 games. Well, there was a lot of games. So, heaps of games. Like we said, factual accuracy is not going to help us here. There's a bucket load. Isn't there more than 30 teams in the league? Yeah, it was nine games. Nine games. I oh, say so 18 teams. Yeah. That's a little bit uh, more. 11 more. games. You were close. 22 teams. Yeah. Right. Anyway, so we're past that point. All, All right. right. Okay, oh, so... Mono Brow Davis is just basically... Done a huge spin move. We've anyway. got a bit of a list um, of things, you know, some some topics that we'll, we'll we'll cover. Now, the other day, we also put out a, a little thing on our Facebook page, and we had some feedback from some of our oh, yeah. loyal listeners. I've got it here. Let's um. Uh, oh, we'll, you got it there too. We'll, we'll cover some of that. Let's um. So so we're going to do this in a question format this time. So we're yeah. going to pretend that someone's asking us, interviewing us about the NBA, and asking us questions. We're going to fire back our answers, aren't we, Stringy? That's right. So. So let's start with the first question. Let's just go straight to the top, mate. Who's going to win the NBA this year? Well, it's hard to see anyone other than the Warriors winning. So right. we're going to have to take the Golden mm. State Warriors. 
Uh, I've always said, I've maintained this in the last few pods, that this is the last year of the Warriors as we know it. Yeah. So I think... That they'll be broken down and... Yeah, they'll, they'll three-peat. Um, yeah. and, then, and then we'll see a few changes. I think there might be a little bit of player movement come season's end. Yeah. Um, and there'll be a little bit of chatter about that throughout the year. Yep. Uh, but ultimately, I don't think that will distract them too much because I just don't think anyone can... They're, they're too good. Are they yep. not deep enough? Like uh, the, like what they've got from one to five is amazing and probably the best starting five you'll see put on a um, put yep. on an NBA floor. That's right. But do they go deep enough? Because DeMarcus no. Cousins won't be back until into the new year, probably well into the new year. Yeah, I mean... I is think, that enough time for him to gel with a new team? Yeah, totally. He's played with them all before on Team USA. Mm. I think the Warriors, yeah, the Warriors' biggest issue is going to be their depth. So health is their, is yeah. their number one um, sort of... Uh, because you know, that's the number one reason why a team in any sport won't repeat. Yeah. Is because basically lack of depth and injuries, right? So... So when you come off a championship year, your players are more valuable, they cash in as they should, and then your depth is reduced because you just can't bring those same caliber of players back. Yeah. Now that's what you think is going to happen to the Warriors at the end of this year because guys will just go and go, well, we've won a bucket load of championships. Yeah, it's I, been great. I, I, let's go cash in. Yeah, now. I think a few of them will be like, well, you know, let's do something else. Yeah, like let's get off this before it just goes. Yeah, instead of saying one staying one year too long, where it just starts to capitulate. Yeah, better out to better off to go out a winner. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm not saying the whole, everyone will leave. I think it'll be one key guy from yeah. that sort of sort of five uh, won't be there. Yep, and and then the remaining four, you know, let's so, just say I think Kevin Durant will leave, and I think he'll go join the Knicks. Yeah, my, you've my, said that a couple of times. Tip. You love I, that. You love that storyline, don't you? I do like that. That's my storyline. Um, mm. And then I think you know, Demarcus Cousins can slot in, take his money, and the Warriors will still be there, and you know, um, yeah. being one of the best teams in the league, and probably better than the team that won yeah. the championship without Durant when yeah. they beat Cleveland. So, uh, if who if, are they going to play? Well, uh, well, let me ask you this: Who will they play in the Western Conference Finals? Because, so. Because everybody rates the West a lot stronger than the yeah. East, and it probably is from a depth perspective. Uh, not probably, it definitely is. But but so is the real NBA Finals in the West? So is there you know if basically whoever I'm gonna gets say through, no. you don't reckon? I think the real NBA real NBA Finals this year will be the real NBA Finals. I, I well, think, I think they'll play the Celtics in yeah, the finals. Same. So so but and I but, think it, but actually have a shot to be the best have the best record in the league. You reckon? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, because they play most of their games in the East? That's correct. So yeah. they they'll probably may have an inflated win total. But I mean... If so they... does that give them a pretty good event? See, I actually think if the Celtics put it all together, then actually I think they could probably beat the Warriors. Yeah, totally. Especially if they take a better record into the NBA Finals. And for that reason, I'm actually going to say that I think the Warriors and the Celtics will play in the NBA Finals, and I think the Celtics will win. I don't disagree. I think I think the Warriors will win, but I think that'll be the same finals matchup, and the Celtics will have home court advantage. I think what Boston will do, well, they'll look at what the Rockets did, mm. and the only thing that fell the Rockets last year was that injury to Chris Paul. Yep, they had they they worked all year for that home court advantage. So if Chris Paul plays in in like if Chris Paul stays healthy, they win. Then the Warriors are out. Yeah, don't you think? Yeah, uh, the only thing that that I'm a little bit concerned about. For the Rockets is I don't think they're as good defensively as they were 
last year. Yep, I agree. So, I I don't think I think the Rockets will probably play the Warriors in the in in the Western Conference Finals, but I don't think they'll beat them. No. I think that, but I think the Warriors will get beat. I because I think it's infinitely harder to repeat a championship than it is to win one. And I, like, I just think that it's people shoot for you differently. They bang you up more throughout the year. Yeah. And across the course of an eighty-two game season, because of the fact that those guys are all a year older and we're starting to experience some type of some type of injury fatigue last year I think they'll struggle yeah I think they'll struggle because of their depth and because of the structure of their side too they've got very talented players I agree with that extremely talented players but I I feel like they probably may not have the same desire that they've had because of the success that they've had recently mm. so and that alludes to the next question we had here is who's that third team? So that team that, that could spring an upset in a conference final and, and make the finals. So are you saying well, think, are you saying that that's the Rockets? Well, I agree with you that the Rockets aren't as strong this year as they were last year. Um, actually, I kind of think that maybe I like, and this is probably going to be a really unpopular pick, but I think maybe the Lakers do still have a chance. I think any team with LeBron has a chance. Because he knows how to make an NBA final series, yeah, and he will teach the young guy, the young talent that the Lakers have. Yeah, now they may have depth problems, but I would never write off a team with LeBron James on. Well, actually, it. I I probably disagree in the depth. I th- I think they actually they they have depth, but they probably lack experience. Yeah, and they yeah probably that's very and, fair and their biggest Achilles heel is they lack um, interior defense. They they they, mm. they, lack, they lack another big. They've got Javale. But don't you think that the NBA is the role of the big man in the NBA gone? Like, what's well, certainly reduced in terms of its significance, right? I wouldn't say gone. Um, it's, it's a case of the cream rises to the crop. So if you get a quality big guy, he's always going to be valuable. I think you just said the cream rises to the crop. I think it's the to cream top? rises to Didn't the top. Know, it doesn't matter. Got the tongue twisted. Yeah, that's okay. You know what I mean? Of course. So I mean. Put it this way: If you're a big guy and you can't shoot and, yeah. and and you, and you can't handle the ball, then you have a very limited role on an NBA team. And that's what I mean. So does that mean that your big guy is not necessarily the interior defender, paint protector that, say, a Bogut was? Bogut's valuable for a playoff side, um, but I think a big guy, as we're watching Anthony Davis, uh, cherry pick and dunk, ch- cherry pick and dunk. Yeah. He's the sort of guy that can make a difference. Yeah. Um, that's where, I mean, you know, the, the cream rises to the top. Yeah, of so, course. So, I mean, you got I a guess guy the, like... I guess the function of a big man is different, but you still want to have one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So when you have one, it's a good one, then it's a difference Yeah, maker. that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Didn't they sign JaVale McGee? Who, who by, you know, by... He's actually been... <laughs> he's, he's been decent. He's been pretty yeah, good. He has been And he's, good. he's an improved player. Well, he's a championship player, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Like so, he's got, yeah, he's got. As that. much as he may not be able to write it down because he's too dumb, he 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 is. He won an NBA championship. Yeah, like, too. Yeah, he may not be able to spell it for you, but anyway. Like, yeah, but but you know, for, for teams like the Lakers and the Rockets, I think their opening day roster is going to be quite different. Um, sort of in in the, in the middle of their roster. Yeah. When it comes to the end of the season. Yeah, I agree. There'll be a fair, a fair bit of movement. I think they'll be. Season. I think those. Things, I, do you know? I actually, I agree with you. The third team. So, so whoever that third team will be outside of the Celtics and and the Warriors, I think will probably depend on what roster moves are made. Yeah. Between 
now and then. But actually, I think the I think the team and it, and, it, and of course it's because I'm biased because I'm a Raptors fan. But I think the Raptors could give it a fair shake in the East too. I think Boston are going to have to work pretty hard to get past them. Yeah. So I I think they've gotten heaps better and and you know Leonard. Seems comfortable there. He does. And he looked good today. Yeah. And, you know, there's obviously a hell of a lot more story to be told about what went on in San Antonio with him. Like, because I don't think he's injured and I think he was right to play last year and, you know, all that sort of stuff. So, anyway, but I think they could be a threat. I, we love Philadelphia because we've obviously got that connection with Ben Simmons. We do. But I suspect that the 76ers are going to have a worse year this year than they did last year because I, I don't think they're as strong this year. And so I don't... I think they'll be in the top four to six teams. Yep. But I don't think you'll see them in an NBA championship series this year. I still think they've got some growing to do. And I think they need to get a little bit more talent to surround Ben and Joel Embiid and Markel Fultz. I'll put them in, in the category of, say, a top six team yep. in the league. Um, I think you're right in saying that they're maybe not a finals team. Mm. I think they'll get there in the next couple of years. And I think the Celtics-Sixers rivalry that's about to blossom mm-hmm. is going to be good. Um, well, what did Joel Embiid say the other day after they got smashed in the opening game? He said it's not a rivalry because they kick our ass all the time. But, <laughs> but uh, that's in the past. We're talking about what's... What, what but that's when a good rivalry starts too, though, right? Yeah, like yeah, one yeah. team just starts smashing you and then that's you go, right. you know what, I've fucking gotta, had enough of that. Got to like, stand up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, so okay, so my third. Who's that third team for me? Ooh, oh, I don't. Well, want, so I'll settle on mine. The Raptors. I don't want to agree with everything you're going to say. I'm, I'm not going to go with the Rockets because I think they're 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 worse this year. Um, I don't think the Thunder are deep enough. They will be pretty good, but. Yeah, they'll be right. Stephen Adams will be good for them. I still think Westbrook's a bit too ball, ball dominant. He, he stats it yeah. up. Yeah. Um, the fact that Paul George is there for a longer period of time now, he signed his um, extension there. Yeah. I think will be. I think that'll be good for them. I think they'll be a little bit more stable. Yeah. This the Thunder definitely will be more stable. Mm. I'm actually going to go with the Sixers as my third team. Okay. Um, I can see that. Like they've certainly got the talent too. Yeah. Mm. And and these guys have a roster move in them. They yeah. have, they have picks they can use. They they, they have a bit of a yeah. flexibility with you know making a trade, picking up a guy. Yeah. Um, but can, uh, let me ask you this: Is there anyone out of the East that you see coming from nowhere? Other like so so the Celtics and 76ers are the two teams, or and the Raptors, obviously. Um, do you see anyone else? Doing anything, yeah. And that's all. I'm going to put it. I'm going to make it a tie, hmm. and I can't split these guys. But I, I think, I think it's the Bucks or the Pacers. Oh yeah, the Bucks got a good win today, a really yeah. tight one, yeah. and they came back in that. I think. Yeah. Unfortunately, Delavadova got no time at all. So I think uh, Delavadova's going to. Two can Delhi. I I think he's going to struggle to find a spot on that team. So do I, and I think he's going to be upset by another. Italian D sounding name DiVincenzo is mm. going to take Delavadova's minutes. Is that the kid from Villanova? Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. pretty solid. Another white guy, shooter. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. he's basically an athletic version, version of Delhi. Okay, yeah, that'll hurt you. Yeah. He was subbed yeah. on for his defense today as well. Was Took he? Out the former rookie of the year, Brogdon. 
Yeah, okay. So, um, he looks pretty good. DiVincenzo. Mm. DiVincenzo. So, Della Vadova. Had a good career at NCAA um, level. For Delhi, maybe. Played some big games. Maybe riding the pine or he could so be another does, team. So, does Delhi get traded and make an impact in the NBA or is Delhi's career over? No, I think he's still got value in the NBA and I think he is better on a playoff team mm-hmm. to come in and, and, and use his experience um, as a defensive player, play spot minutes. Um, Maybe he could play for the Rockets. We could. I actually think Delhi would, would fit well with that team. That's what I think too. He doesn't need, you know, he's a good distributor. He can mm. spot up and shoot when he needs to. Um, and he plays, you know, yeah. Good, I think you're right. I mean, a, like a good playoff, like a playoff team that would take him, he'd be, you know, with his experience and the way he played in the NBA Finals, I think he'd probably be a pretty handy pick for him. So, yeah. It'd be interesting to see. What, so... So, okay, now we've got onto individual players like Delhi because he's our favourite. He's our little mascot, Delhi. Um, MVP. Yeah, who wins MVP? So, who's your pick? Who's my pick? Uh, Boban Maranovic. Yeah. For the u- ugliest player in the, he is in the NBA. He is, Yeah, but he's All right, a pretty so decent wife. On, on the back of my uh, surprising team that's you know that that'll do well is the Bucks. So I'm going to take the Greek freak. I think this is the year the Greek freak yep. wins the MVP. That's a pretty that could be a pretty good pick. Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably pretty true. Like, uh, is the MVP? Do you think an award that the league looks to spread around? Like, the because NBA there hasn't been a, like a concept like someone who's won consecutive MVPs no, for a long no. time. Has so it? okay, put okay. Let's break this down a bit. Now, the MVP is about storyline, right? Yeah. So the year that Russell Westbrook ran it with a triple-double, everyone was all over it. Yeah, because of the triple-double. Because so. of the triple-double. Yeah. He, in essence, has a better stat line the year after. Mm. He finishes around ninth. Yeah. But is that because... James Harden pick? came close to winning MVPs. Oh, he should have won it, should have won it. Mm. He wins an MVP. Now, the Rockets had a good year, so it was, yeah. it was probably probably deserved. The MVP seems like an award. I think you're right that they look for a new storyline every yeah. year, right? Steph Curry, he won't win another MVP. No. Well, not with the players around no. him. Kevin Durant. The well, players around him have gotten too good. Kevin Durant won't get one with the Warriors because Steph Curry takes votes from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now, if we're talking storylines, um, we have the Bucks. Yeah. So we've got um, Giannis, who's my pick. Yeah. Uh, we've got... Anthony Davis, who will be right up there. He, I mean, yeah, in and terms that's who of my talent, pick is. In terms of talent, I think he's yeah. definitely a top three, four player in terms of talent. Yep. Now that we all know the MVP is is is, is not awarded on you're the best. It's a, no, no. It's, it's the best storyline. It's a storyline. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and whilst LeBron was uh, kind of, you know, he's been the best player for the last fifteen years. Yep. And. His storyline war. He was basically not given MVPs because his storyline wasn't interesting enough. Yeah, he's got a new one, and he's kind of he's got a new script. He's in LA, so he he's, yeah. he he's back in the frame. Do you think? Yeah, but I think that that the storyline of LeBron being in LA kind of you get your airplay out of that. Oh yeah, yeah, so, of course. But it's, and it's, so it's then new. You, so then you go. It's well, you know what? Thing. Just let that happen, and and we'll you know I think the league will look to give it to another kind of small market team like either Milwaukee or... Because I think that comes into it a little bit. Yeah. I think choosing someone from like, you know, Harden from Houston Rockets won it last year. They're a reasonably small market team compared to say the New York Knicks or the Los Angeles Lakers. 
I mean, LeBron won it at Cleveland. Golden State was pretty big when Steph won it. Uh, you know, Russell Westbrook with Oklahoma, I suppose. But, yeah, I think maybe they're due for a small market team. I, I think Anthony Davis will show himself as the MVP across the year. So I think... But, but I think Giannis at some point will win one. Yep. And I also think Joel Embiid will win one before Ben yeah. Simmons wins one. Oh, totally. Like that's, J- and J- I think Ben Simmons will win some. Embiid is is my he's my he's my third place MVP. Is he? Yep. Yeah. So I think the Sixers will win about fifty five games. Yep. Be second or third in the East. Yep. So I think in the East you can have Boston winning sixty plus, Toronto around the fifty seven, fifty eight, then Philly. Yeah. And then it'll be a pretty the fourth seed may be sort of in the high forties. Okay. Um, it'll it'll be pretty even throughout there. Yeah. Um. So my MVPs. Uh, going to be Giannis number one. Yep. I'm going to take LeBron two. Oh, yeah. Um, Embiid third and Anthony Davis fourth. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I can see how that probably would work out. Yeah, I think you'll probably find... Uh, I think uh, James Harden will still be up there in that top four at some point this year, though. But I don't think he'll win it. Yeah. I think Houston won 60 games. If they, if they, if they don't come close to that, he's not, he's not within earshot. Yeah, it's probably a good point, actually. You know, the thing about it, though, I think, is sometimes... So, I wonder if James Harden thought to himself, or at least has actually... They may have openly spoken about this as a team. Last year was his shot. That you burn a lot of energy going for MVP in the sense of you probably... Your coach probably leaves you out there in games that are over and, you know, like, say, you can kind of... Pad your stats. Pad your stats a little bit and, and, and you probably want to do that too. You may play a little bit harder when you probably don't need to. Yep. And then, and over an 82-game season, I think now if your attention turns to, actually, I want to win the championship because I won an MVP last year, I'd want to give myself the best shot of winning a championship, then maybe you take the rest over being on the court. Yeah. And that could affect you in terms of yeah. like, your impact and then and therefore then your voting and all that kind of stuff. Yep. So. so on the topic mm. of LeBron and the Lakers, a uh, question we have here, is the Lakers over under for their season wins is 48? Uh, what are you taking? I think they'll be over that. Same. Because I think they'll be a very talented team. Um, and I think he will drag them across the line in a lot of games. Yeah. I'm going to take the Lakers at about 51. Yep. And I think if they can get 52 mm-hmm. uh, or fi- the 52 to 55 range, 55 yep. might be a stretch. Yeah. But I think if the, the 52 to 54 wins yep. and a third seed uh, is enough to get him the MVP. Yeah. Um, I think that so American sports right now is going through this renaissance where the veteran player is the hero, right? Like Tom Brady, Drew yeah. Brees, you know, guys in the in the baseball, yeah. in the ice hockey, um, and I don't think LeBron James is going to be slowing down. No, and I, like, he's better. So I don't know whether it's the human growth hormone, like, or whether it's just basically you get better with age, um, but I think that he he is going to have a great year and if you've watched the Lakers preseason games they're they're playing quick he's running he looks good and that team like you know people talk about oh you know he's going to a worse team I actually think the Lakers with their current squad are better than the the, team he had with the Cavs I probably agree with that actually I think that too I think they probably are overall a better but I agree with what you said earlier and that is is that they're less experienced than the Cavs Which may cost them, right? Because you can be more talented, That's right. but not win as many games yes. because experience costs you. Philadelphia. And, yep. In yeah, the playoffs last yep, year. Yep, that's Classic exactly game. right. Yep, because they couldn't... They Didn't yeah, know how to win. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, and they freaked out in the moment, which is kind of, and they just made some yeah. silly turnovers. And in this game right now, there's a, a guy that was on the Lakers last year, Julius mm. Randall, is looking fantastic for the Pelicans, yep. who have the worst name in team sports. Pelicans. Yeah. It's a pretty good name. I don't mind oh, it. Yeah, bloody Pelicans. The Pelicans are dick trick. <laughs> what, so what about your Rookie of the Year, then? Who oh, wins the Rookie of the well, Year? Well, the Rookie of the Year is, I think, the, this year's rookie class is one of the better ones in recent memory. Yep. Um, my second. So DeAndre Ayton was the number one yeah. pick. Went to the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. My second favorite player in Marvin the NBA Bagley. right now mm. is the Slovenian kid Luka Doncic. Yeah, so he's the unknown, right? Because he was, he wasn't well, picked. Is he first. unknown? Well, no. Well, I mean, well, yes, I think he is, because you've seen him play a preseason in the NBA. Like because he doesn't hasn't come out of the NCAA. So. So this bloke looks like a pirate. Who's that? For the Pelicans. He's wearing a headband with like a... Yeah. I think What's the... going on there? Are they even allowed to do that? Well, it looks a little bit like a gang headband. It does. It? Like, it does. Yeah. Anyway. I don't mind it. <laughs> well, you're very street streety, so... Yeah, I don't get my name for not being street. That's right. Yeah. You are absolute... I'm, I'm gangster and you farmer. Gangster. Street field. Street field. <laughs> Farming, the farming game. Yeah. Anyway, rookie of the year. I'm going with Luka Doncic. Yep, he's impressive to watch. He's good. I think if he can, uh, if if Dallas Mavericks can win, you know, around the high thirties, forties. Yep. Um, that'll put him in a fringe playoff team. They won't make the playoffs, but yeah, he might have a stat line of fifteen five five if he can get something like that, which he's yep. more than capable of doing. And Dallas wins and go or improve on last year. Yeah. Then I think he'll win it. Uh... Well, I disagree with you because I think the NBA has a slant towards American rookies over uh, international rookies. Yep. And that's why, like, I know Ben Simmons won it last year and he was an international rookie technically, but he played in the NCAA. I kind of feel like it's this secret handshake agreement that the NBA has with the NCAA that they will award something like that to a, to a, a, a player with NCAA history. Yep. Right, so that the NCAA can claim, you know, to the rest of their players, when they try and convince them to come and play for them for free for a couple of years, yeah, that this is potentially what you could get. So, I don't think Luka Luka Doncic is going to win. Uh, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. I know who will. I I don't think DeAndre Ayton will win because I don't actually think that he. I don't think he's going to be the dominant force yet. I think it takes a lot longer to learn for a big guy the big man's game. Yep. Um, but that means I'm going to have to pick somebody else, doesn't it? So I'm not. Maybe I've talked myself into a corner here. I'm not so sure. I know exactly who I should should choose. Maybe you should go with Trey Young from the Hawks. But I think the Hawks are going to be so shit that that's not going to make a difference. Well, here's a runner-up for you, and I like this kid. From mm. the Knicks, Kevin Knox. Yeah. He's a good player. The small forward. He's got a great NBA body, great mm. build. Yeah. He's the prototypical um, kind of wing player that they're looking for these days. Yeah. Uh, he's pretty smooth, athletic. Yeah. I, th- I actually think that in the years to come, he'll be a really good scorer in the yeah. league. Um, so, yeah, I, smoky. Trey Young, yeah, he could win it. Uh, but, I, but I'm going to go with Mar- Marvin Bagley. My Duke buddy. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah, Marvin Bagley. So he's. Well, um, there's another Dukey that's actually a technically a rookie this year, 
goes by a similar name to one of our friends, Harry Giles. Oh, yeah. Harry Giles, Sounds yeah. like he's a, a an English boy band singer. He does a little bit, doesn't he? In fact, he? he's a yeah. six foot ten monster, left-handed. Yep. yep. And he was a pretty handy player for Duke. Yeah. yeah, and he was very talented, probably a little bit underrated coming out of the uh, of the NCAA. So he could be quite handy. So we'll see. I I'm not that confident on uh, on my um on my rookie of the year pick, but I think Marvin Bagley will be up there, and I hope he has a good year. So so what about what about our mate Ben Simmons? What's he going to do? I think he'll be in the All Star team. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Will he average a triple double? Oh no. He'll average a double-double. Yeah. Why won't he average a triple-double? Will he miss it on rebounds or assists? Assists. Yeah. And is that because I think he, they've reduced the amount of scorers around him? Yeah, probably. I think they probably just a couple of shooters less. However... Yeah, like Ilya Sova and that left yeah, the team. Yeah, I mean, if, we, if we're talking like missing a triple-double, he's probably like a 17, 10 boards, 8.5, 9 assist guy. So he's going to be close. Mm. Um so that's you know well enough to put him in, or definitely he's an all star, maybe maybe even a starter in the East, um, and then uh, he'll easily be sort of an all all NBA first or second team, probably second team, uh, if he can put those numbers up. Will he put up as good a numbers as Jason Tatum from the Celtics? Uh, maybe not in scoring, but everything else he will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he he'll be another all star, Jason Tatum. Yeah, he's pretty special that guy. I do think that 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 the only reason Ben will miss a triple double is because of assists. Yep. And I think he'll average a double double. But I think that's not because I don't think he's a great point guard. That's because I think he just doesn't have people on the end of his passes that will finish as much as what they did last year. Yeah. Quite simply, I yeah. think that's probably what I think. They're another wing player, another all star scorer, or you know, caliber anyway. Yeah. There's someone like Jimmy Butler away who is yeah. uh, you know, if he wasn't It would a... be interesting to see if they're not if they're if they're not travelling as well as what they uh had anticipated, what do they do with with their squad going into a trade deadline? Like do they move people? They yeah. might look to trade Markel Fultz, but I think before that they'd sack the coach. You reckon? Yeah. They sacked Brett Brown. Yeah, yeah. Is that right? He he would be the first domino to fall in that team. You reckon? Yeah. yeah, right. So if they're not going well enough, you reckon Brownie's job's on the line? Yep. Wow. Oh, that'd be interesting. Who's your leading scorer? Everyone loves a scoring award. Anthony Davis. Yep. Can't disagree with that. Yep. So who's Anthony second? Davis. I I well, with the amount of time that the ball goes through his hands, probably Harden would probably be pretty close. Yeah, I'm going to go the Greek freak. Is uh... Yeah, that's probably true, actually. I'd, well, uh, maybe... Will we see both of them average over 30? Yes, I think you will. Because I think points... stat Like, like last couple of years, we've seen some ridiculous stat records broken yeah. in the NBA, right? People are just accumulating stats left, right, and center. And I think that will continue this year. So I think you'll you'll end up seeing you know the average of the top five scorers in the league go right up as well. Yeah. So I think yes, you probably will see that. I think LeBron could have a probably a reasonable chance. Uh, it probably comes down to um, how well he shoots. Maybe. Well, where it'll go right for him is um, it, it well it leads into our next question. A good good segue is uh, the point guard situation in L.A. with Lonzo and Rajon Rondo. Yeah. Um, LeBron has every chance to average sort of, you know, high 20s. 
Yep. Um, whether or not he wants to is a different matter. But if 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 he's on the end of um, dimes from uh, Alonso and Rondo, then they're, uh, they're two much better point guards than he has played with recently. Yeah. Well, he's been the point guard. That's well, right. Yeah. Minus Kyrie. But that's where you go. Well. Kyrie's a score-first point guard. So do you think Lonzo Ball will be a Laker at the end of the year? Yes. Is that because... So do you think that because the season will go well? So, so I agree with you, but let me tell you why I think that he will be. It's not because I think the season will go well and they'll get along and play well together. I think the actual on-court stuff will be a disaster, but I think the Lakers as a franchise would not want the embarrassment of giving up on a Lonzo Ball. Just yet. Just yet, right? I think just yet. The only thing that Magic get... Johnson's too proud because that's his draft pick to actually to give up on it. I think the only way Lonzo or is him. not on that team is if he's involved in a, a big trade, and it have to be be someone of the caliber of like Damian Lillard or something yeah. something like that. Who has always said Lillard has been fairly vocal in saying that he doesn't want to go to a super team. That he wants to win in Portland so that he's the hero. Well, basically. that's not going to happen. No, that's exactly right. We all work. know that. But he doesn't know that um, because he's delusional, but he's got more money than I do, so he can be rich and delusional. Yeah, and if, I you know, like, uh, I, I think a bit of a, uh, a hidden storyline is what's happening in Agent Land. Now, the guy on the TV now, Anthony Davis, has signed with LeBron's management agency, Clutch Sports, the same yeah. one that manages Simmons. Yeah. Um, so that obviously starts a raft of rumours that has um, Anthony Davis somehow landing in LA. Mm. So you could conceivably put together a trade that featured Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Kuzma, a couple of draft picks. Yep. And if, if you're the Pelicans, you think, well, we're a small market team, he signed the clutch. Mm-hmm. The likelihood is he's going to leave us and we can either trade him now or or let him walk and get nothing for it, getting those three guys to the Lakers is, is going to be pretty handy. And then the Lakers still have money to spend another guy and bang, there's your, yep. there's your three-headed super team with LeBron, Anthony Davis, and some other guy coming in. It's, it's pretty, pretty good. Handy team. handy team. Could the same thing happen with... Uh, so remember before Ben Simmons was drafted, there was talk that he wanted to play in LA because they had the first pick. Uh and now I don't know whether he still does or whether he's happy in Philadelphia. I wouldn't have a clue. But, you know, he, he plays... Is he signed? He's, his agent is the same as LeBron. It right? is. But so. I, I, I kind of think that Simmons and LeBron's... Like, what happens if him and Embiid stop getting along? Because that's two pretty big players in one team. And then Fultz as well if Fultz is, no, Fultz is another number one pick don't forget I think the situation in, in, in Philly is that they're onto a good thing and mm. and they're only a couple of smaller moves away from really being, being on a cusp being a contender so why would you go anywhere else yeah that's right why, why would you go anywhere else and I, I think I think he's a pretty loyal person but, yeah that's I right I think he probably I don't think he would the dynamic between be um, you know those guys on court and what they they, they complement each other they might be different mm. personality wise but their basketball skill sets yeah. are complementary. Yeah. But like any team, you can't win with just two guys. Mm. Now you need at least three, more than likely four. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. the long term, those guys are on the side and the the, the Sixers, up to the Sixers to fill out a roster with some... Yeah. 
with some complimentary I think those pieces. guys would probably rather stay together and see if they can put something together in yeah. pieces. Who's going to be your surprise package? Well, I think we've mostly covered that. Um, I said the Bucks and the Pacers. I think the Pacers have put together a pretty solid squad. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we're going to talk about most surprising, we might have to pick from the traditional shit teams. So that's where I'm going to say the Dallas Mavericks and... That's going to net Luka Doncic's rookie of the year because they're going to be better than what they have been. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I think they might yeah. make a surprising push. They've, they've got made some good moves. They've yeah. got uh, DeAndre Jordan was finally allowed to sign with Dallas. Yeah, um, and that combo with Doncic and Jordan today mm. of pick and rolls and easy buckets for Jordan was pretty good. Very, very good. They got a young rookie from last year. Mm. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. And who, they've got Ryan Brokoff, the Aussie. Yes, yeah, he looked Came right. and hit a three today in the first 47 seconds. Yep. Jeez, that was a pretty good dunk. That was a good early. dunk, yeah. Um, so yeah, that I Michael, think, Car- Michael Carter-Williams? Yeah, is yeah. That played for about 18 teams. Yeah, right. So, yeah, most surprising team for me is the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah. What do you got? Uh, the most surprising team, well, <clears throat> I think... Uh, uh, it's an interesting one. I actually probably think that the Knicks might be a surprising team this year. I don't think they're going to be as bad as what everybody thinks they are. I think uh, they've like, like they've got a couple of really good rookies, um, and and I think the East is probably weak enough for them to pick up a playoff spot, and it may be in the like the bottom half of the eight in the East. Yeah. But I think they'll pick up a playoff spot. The Knicks, and that would surprise me because perennially they're shit. My my take on the Knicks uh, is I don't think Paul Zingas will play this this season. Oh, you reckon he's, you reckon he won't play at all? No. But I, I reckon that this might be a situation. I still think he will come back. This, this is why. But I think that they'll find an identity without him, and I think they'll be happy with that identity. True, but if you you, you got to look at just have a look what's on the line. If the Knicks go shit, it's a pretty good draft, top heavy, first yeah. three or four picks. Mm. The young Canadian kid. RJ yeah. Barrett, point yeah. guard, yeah. exactly what the Knicks need. So, but well, they drafted Nicolina. The, yeah, but yeah, you got to have two good guards. Yeah, maybe. So you, have, so if you can, if you can go shit, not mm. not play your best player all year, tank it, develop your young guys, sign a big marquee free agent in Kevin Durant, and get a top two or three pick in either draft. If if you're lucky enough to get this RJ Barrett, then bang, then you're in the playoffs. You're in a conference final, semi-finals a year after. Yeah, fair it's, enough. It's big, big time in New York. Do that, you know who probably would surprise me? Utah Jazz. Surprise? Yeah. I think they're good. That's what I think. They're already there. I think they're good, and I don't think we've mentioned them enough in terms of like where they might be though, like because they're kind of that underachiever, right? Like, yeah. In this, what I mean is, is you, you, yeah, they'll be good, but they won't do too much. I think they'll probably have a better year than what we think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right. they're definitely a top four in the West material. That's what I kind of feel they are. So I think they'll round out that top four, and then I think they'll make a lot more noise in the playoffs. I think they'll be... be playing in Utah, mate, it's tough. Yeah. Elevation, you know? Like, if they can if they can put it all together, I think they'll be very good, the Jazz. Who's your most very disappointing good. team? Oh, well, you can't go too far past, like... Teams like the Sacramento Kings and the Phoenix Suns will continue to be shit. But I like I don't think I haven't seen an off season like the Atlanta Hawks have had <laughs> in terms of trying to be shit. Like you, the moves they've made 
in it, and, I, and I'm not trying to bait one of our mates who's a massive Atlanta Hawks fan. I, the moves they've made completely baffle me and only indicate towards tanking as a philosophy. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Like, they've... Yeah, I can't see... I think they will be the worst, most disappointing team, mainly because I think they will struggle to be NBA caliber, an NBA caliber team. Yep. Well, for me, my most disappointing team is a team that we have yet to mention, um, and I think they believe in their own hype a bit too much, and they're not as good as what they think they are, and um, they're personal dynamics are too contrasty and they live in the same city as one of the world's most hated men any any guesses well the washington the washington wizards wizards yeah that's probably true i think they're a head case of a team um yeah. they've got their their, their, their back they court. seem like they're one locker room blow, like blow up away from totally imploding yeah don't well, you think did you hear you, well you know about the story about their a few years back there no their actual so one of the guys brought a gun into the locker room with, with uh, Gilbert Arenas wasn't Gilbert yeah that was a while ago that was Gilbert Arenas right like, yeah, another guy yeah um, yeah anyway, who was the other guy oh, and then didn't Gilbert Arenas take a gun on a plane yeah yeah he did, did something else dumb yeah um, really dumb yeah, so for me, the the most disappointing team is the Washington Wizards. Yeah, I can't see that squad as it is going the distance. I mean, they just recruited another head case in Dwight Howard. They all seem to think yeah. they, can, they can make it work, but yeah, uh, John Wall um, came into camp fat and said he, you know, he's an adult. He, if he wants to go out and party, he will. Oh, did he? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he rocked up to uh, Team USA camp in the summer looking like the Michelin Man. Did he really? Yeah. Just a big fatso. Yeah. Oh, well, there's nothing wrong with it. Someone that's got to be put on. But like, been watching know. Raymond Felton highlight like too much. <laughs> <laughs> Glenn Big Baby Davis, he'd be right. Who blows it up first? Uh, I'm surprised you said that, that um, Brett Brown's job could be at risk. I. It could be the Wizards. Yeah, like you maybe that you, it could be the wizards who fall apart completely. Um, I think probably the team, I don't know, that's probably got the most expectation that they're probably not going to live up to. Like, uh, well, I think you're right in saying that. Since the 76ers rebuilt through the tra- through the, the draft, yep. there's a real temptation for teams to tank. They can't now. They've had draft reform, so it's not as easy as it is. Nah, but I don't think teams I don't think teams give a shit about that. I mean I think st- in the end the draft can be so deep that, that teams kind of go, Well, you know what? What's the point of We're not gonna beat the Warriors. Yeah. And and so what's the point? You might as well just finish last anyway I think a team like the Phoenix Suns if they don't gel quickly yeah like they just fired their general manager a couple of weeks a couple of days before the season started he put that team together right he did alright too I thought so but clearly there's some disconnect between him and the owners yeah and what it may point to is that they're the owners are prepared to blow it up yeah pretty quick right and basically tank but like fire a coach so if they start going well you might see them basically pull the pin yeah because they might go, well, I don't want to be mediocre. Yeah. I'd, I'd rather be very good. Yeah. So. 
My uh, my blood up first team is in Hipster Town up in Portland. I think mm. the Trailblazers are, are stuck in that um, yeah in the middle of being good but not good enough, but too yeah. good to be shit. Yep. Um, yeah. And I, I think that with an undersized backcourt of Damian Lillard and McCollum. Well, um, they've done nothing in the playoffs with that nah, backcourt, have nah, they? And think, so, so yeah, yeah, maybe then the decision makers amongst the organisation go, oh, well, we're not going to go through this I mean, again, Lillard's on a big contract. Maybe they, yeah. you know, if there's an offer there, maybe from the Lakers, who knows? But, uh, yeah, there, there might be a, an opportunity to deal one of those two. Who would yeah. you keep out of Lillard and McCollum? Out of the, uh, choice? Well, I probably wouldn't keep him... Uh, because I think he's he'd be the better fit. Like I think you'd I think you'd probably say, well, who's going to get you the better mm. the better return on your assets? And so maybe Lillard goes, like, and so then you leave McCollum there. Do you know what I mean? Like he's probably yeah. I can't. Mm. I probably kind of go the other way. I think I think McCollum's a guy that can get a good team over the hump. So a good team might be willing to give up a little bit more to get. Probably depends on who you're talking to, to get right? Him, yeah. Like, in the NBA, it's all about situation and fit. You're probably right. They'd probably be one of the teams that would be most likely to be involved in a trade sooner. Yeah. You know, like I. Well, do you know what? You know, we've we've totally forgotten about in this whole discussion. You know who's blowing it up first? Who? The Minnesota Timberwolves. Oh yeah, of course. Well, yeah. Like, well you have to. But you can't because it's already on fire. Well, they bl- well. Like, so have they already blown it up? Well, they don't have to get rid of one guy. Yeah, but at the same time, there's clearly some chemistry issues across the whole team because no one really can control that anyway, right? Yeah. Like, so, like, like, I think, yeah, maybe because they, we, we might have forgotten about them just because they were completely a, a disaster, a basket case anyway. But, I, I, yeah, I, I can't see the Minnesota Timberwolves finishing the year with the same roster that they've yeah. got today. So yeah, yeah, could be in some trouble, I would think, because Jimmy Butler and the way that he's behaved over the uh, <laughs> over the off season, it could be a yep. little bit of a rough one, I'd say. So, so if we go to some of our uh, our followers, our, our yeah. listeners, some of their comments and questions. Oh, and um, by the way, I think that I th- that I think Thibodeau becomes the first. Coach yeah, fire. yeah, yeah. Well, he's also the GM, so he's going to sack himself. Yeah. Well, I think so the owners will take away that yeah. responsibility. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's got a boss, mate. You don't yeah, just true. because you're also the GM doesn't mean you can't be fired. Yeah. So, Pat Riley will tell you that. So, all right. So, uh, a couple of comments here. Obviously, um, one of our uh, the Duff man. Um, he says Duffy reckons the Phoenix Suns have had the be best off season. Uh, good draft, signed good veteran free agents. I believe they'll have a winning record. Um, that's a stretch. That because, is a big stretch, and they just sacked their GM. So there's obviously some issues going on there. But I, I agree. But I, but I agree they'll have a better year this year than they did last year. They got a better squad. Yeah. Yeah, but I think they were so bad last year yeah, pretty crap. that you you need to have a not just one good off season. I think you need to have three or four to have a winning record. Yeah. What, what's a good year for them? Win total thirty. Uh yeah. I think if you win between twenty five and thirty games, I think you'd see that as a success. Yeah. Yeah. That's your first stepping stone back to legitimacy. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yep. I think that's okay. I think, you know, Charles Barkley goes back. Too hot in Phoenix anyway. I wouldn't want to play there. Yeah, a, a disenchanted Hawks fan of a friend, Adam. Uh, he's He just had a comment. Hawks will continue to be crap and Luka Doncic will be heaps better than Trey Young. <laughs> yeah, well. he's he. if you talk about holding a grudge, like he's held a grudge against the Hawks since that draft day. 
similar to you and, felt against Bill and, Slater. And rightly so. It's yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah, without a doubt. It, it would have been like, this is what it was. It would have been like um, Charlie, out of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, mm. selling that golden ticket mm. for 500 bucks. Yeah, yeah. To that exactly. lady in yep. the shop. Yep, exactly. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Well, that that's what they did. Yeah. They sold the golden ticket for 500 bucks. 500 bucks, that's right. And that's why when I said earlier, well, clearly there's an agenda there that I think they basically decided that we are going to be shit yeah. so that we can rebuild somehow. Could right. very well be one of the worst trades ever because I, I think his Doncic mm. will be an amazing long-time yep. super-duper player. Yep, and I think Trey Young will be the next Isaiah Thomas. Yep. Right? So, like, I think he'd be a great scorer on a shit team. Yep. And I think once... <clears throat> but he will not win you games or a championship. Yep. You know? So, um, I think he'll be a serviceable NBA player and I think... But, uh, but but he ain't going to be no superstar and you never yeah. give him a max contract. So, so uh, some great feedback here from Scotty Wheeler. He's yeah. uh, he's made a few points, so I'll we'll just yeah. go down. Um, Scotty's looking forward to a few things. Discuss, how will Paddy Mills evolve in San Antonio? Well, uh, well I think the injury situation in San Antonio really helps him. Yep. Um, I think that... I, I think he'll evolve into a pretty decent leader. Like it's gonna be interesting the Spurs dynamic because of DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. Um and and then the loss of Tony Parker as well. Yeah. I think he'd be ready for a big year, Patty Mills. Yep, absolutely. Oh, I think he might I think he might be a breakout player this year. I hope I hope that he's been working on his three point shot a lot because he'll get a lot of looks. Yeah. Um DeRozan's a noted mid range jump shooter. Yep. So if Paddy Mills can get himself to a spot on the on the wing in the perimeter and, and look for spot up shots, mm-hmm. um, he'll he'll find himself a nice bit of court time and some pretty yep. good uh, and pretty decent stat line. Yeah. Um, certainly not calling him as an all star or anything, but definitely no. a solid. Yep. Uh, he may even be in the conversation for the most improved, but perhaps. Yeah, he could be. Um, yep. But he has been around for quite a while, so that may work against him. Yeah. Uh, next point here is how will Gordon Haywood fit into the Celtics rotation? And how will Aaron Baines perform? I think both of them... Well, I think Haywood will fit in perfectly fine because I think Haywood would be the sort of player, especially on the comeback trail as he is, that he would be happy to um, to find a role. Yep. I think he'd be the sort of person, from what I see of him, that you know, even though he could be a superstar and possibly one day will be, I think he'd be happy to find his spot in the rotation for the way to do whatever suits the team. Because I think that's why... Brad Stevens keeps him like went after him so hard because yeah. because I think Gordon's that type of player that whatever you need him to do he'll do right so if you need him to be super he'll be super if you need him to fit in and just basically fill a role he'd happily do that too to counter that he was quoted recently as saying that you'd be disappointed um, if there wasn't a part of you that didn't want your team to win while you're out mm. in reference to last year's uh, conference finals loss which, so, you know, as in, didn't want you to, didn't want them to lose. Is that what you meant? Like, hey, so, like, he didn't want them to win because yeah, he yeah. was out. Yeah, because oh, that, yeah, that, that that would. I mean, it's human nature. That would make his position yeah. redundant. Yeah, but that's why I think he's got such high level of emotional yeah, intelligence yeah, yeah. because he's prepared to admit that. Yeah. See, most of the other guys, probably not necessarily around the league, but around the world, yeah. would probably say, "Well, see, I don't mind that he said that. That's okay." 
that's because fine. that's true. It's because true. that's what everybody thinks. Doesn't matter. Right? It doesn't, if it's not sport, uh, if it's in a, a regular workplace that's not sport well, related, it's the same thing. Yeah, like if you get sat on the sidelines, well, you're not exactly like. I mean, you know, you'd be a pretty special person to say, you know, well, I really hope they have success without me. Mm. Uh, I mean, it's not that you wish ill on them, and you don't, you know, but at the same time, there's a fear of missing out that you would suffer from. Classic example was um, in the AFL Grand Final, they panned to a very stone-faced Nick Natanui and Andrew Gaff yep. as the West Coast players were being presented their medals. And I yeah. actually found it really surprising yep. that they didn't go and join the team for the team photo with the, um, with the streamers yep. after they presented the medals. Um, I thought that was odd. I thought that the players didn't invite them on. And maybe this AFL rules that only the... The 18 players on field plus reserves can actually mm. can, can can be part of that mm. and support staff and, and injured players can yep. maybe get an opportunity later. Yeah. But but the faces of Nat Nui mm. and and Andrew Gaff yep. just told the story of disappointment. Absolutely. Now they're happy for their team, but but yeah, but deep, heartbroken for himself. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and so I think Gordon Hayward will fit in fine. Yeah, and I agree with that sentiment that you know, well, it would be heartbreaking. So I don't, I, I wouldn't be unhappy for. Yeah, you know, you wouldn't be complaining about it, but you'd be pretty disappointed. Yeah. Uh, next one we've got here is where oh, wait, does, what was the other one he asked? He asked oh, about Baines. Oh, Baines. So Baines, He's best shooting three point Viking you've ever seen. Oh. He had a couple of bombs yesterday. I think Aaron Baines is going to be a serviceable player for the next three or four years, but I think. I think his time is going to be limited in the NBA because of what we said earlier with regards to the changing role of the big man, right? So Aaron Baines will perform to the best of his ability because that's what he does. As in, you know, he works hard every game and delivers you an effort that's exactly the same every game. Yeah. Uh, But I think, I don't think he's going to be Australia's... I don't think he's going to be our answer internationally anyway. No, definitely not. But the, 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 the key for Baines in the NBA is to continue to hit shots. That's right. Because that's what's going to keep him on the floor. Yeah, and I feel like he might struggle to do that. I think, and that goes for anyone in the NBA now. There's a time where you could get away with not being a good shooter. Yep. You don't have to be a good shooter. You just got to be able to, be able to shoot. That's you right. You've got to be able to hit an open shot. And you've got to be able to be, I think you've got to be able to be... You need to draw a defender out. An instantly good shooter. Yeah. Right? So, you, uh, like, you know, when the days when bloody Jordan was shooting 36 shots and hitting 16 points and scoring 32 points, everyone's going, wow, that's crazy. Right? What a great shooter he is. Like, what a great player. Mm. And, you know, but now I think you have to be... It's about efficiency. Six of, six of ten. Efficiency, know, not volume. 12. Yeah, yeah you've got to be right. efficient. So. There's a lot, of, a lot of metric stats which uh, will basically determine whether a guy sits or plays. Yeah, that's right. Uh, next one here we got here. Where does Dante Exum fit in at the Jazz? He looked good well, today. He looked yeah, yeah. I think I think I think this year he'll be a, a quality if he can stay healthy. That that's his biggest thing. But uh, he looked like a really solid benchy. Um, yeah, yeah. He he made right. he scored some buckets where he took you know from halfway yep. three four steps, yep. a couple of dribbles, and he's out the hole. He's a great defender. He played some really solid D on Harden in the playoffs last year. Yeah. So if he's healthy. He'll be a you know a regular sort of eight top I eight think, guy on the Jazz, and I think that I agree with you. I think that his he, his health will can will determine how successful he is. But I but I mean that in the sense of not he has to stay healthy to be successful because obviously you know that is clear for anybody. What I mean is is that the player that Dante Exum was going to be when he came into the league 
is not the player he will be now because no. of the injuries that he's had. Yeah. Right? But I think he has a very good chance to be a very serviceable sixth man of the year. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, a yeah. very good An player. Andre Iguodala type player. That's exactly right. And who would make a very good NBA career. Yeah. And I and and he may surprise me and he may develop to a level that's much better than that. But I think if he knuckles down and prepares to accept that I'm, he's going to be one of those players who basically, I'm just going to do whatever the team needs and I'm going yep. to find a role for myself in every game, and it could be different every game, yep. then I think he will have a very successful year yeah. and fit quite well with that Utah Jazz team. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if he thinks that he's still going to be the player he was when he was drafted, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think anyone knew the pl- I think the, the hype on, on Exxon coming out was mm. a lot more than what it should have been. Because he was quantity unknown. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, and there can be an advantage in being a mystery. Totally, it will work for him. He got yeah, picked fifth, true. and you know, yeah. um, and I mean, the, the the Jazz obviously value him. They signed him to an extension the off season, mm-hmm. four years, mm-hmm. forty four million. Yeah, uh, not a bad little paycheck. Um, next point here: How many threes will Smoke and Joe Ingles make this year? Fucking plenty. He, he he had a great game today. Um, He's gonna have a breakout year. He is. Smoking Joe. And he has to be in the three-point shootout in the All-Star weekend. He's got to be, be there. Right. Here's an interesting stat I heard during the week. Joe Ingles made 42% of his open threes, which was best in the league. Mm. He had a better open shooting percentage than Steph Curry. Is that last right? season, yeah. Wow. Number one in the NBA. That's pretty cool. That's yeah. a really cool stat. Yeah. Smoking Joe's starting to... The, the good the part about three him years. is... You know, the good part about Smoking Joe right at the moment is I think this year, finally... He is going to... Uh, I think he always believed that he belonged in the NBA. Yeah. Now I think he has basically... He's convincing everyone else. Well, it is, but I think he's actually now carrying with him an NBA arrogance that goes with it. Yeah. Um, and I mean that totally complimentary. Like, what I mean is... is it's good that, for Australian basketball. Yeah, that's exactly right. That actually, you know, what he started to realise is, is that you carry that arrogance... Sometimes it can get you across the line in games and in situations, right? Because that's the way other people. A bit are of confidence themselves. means you can take that extra step or put that shot up, which right. you know can only yep. change a game. And so I think he's going to start to to try and and exert his influence on games a little bit more. Yeah, I think it, and I think that would be a very good thing for him. So yep. I think he's going to hit plenty of threes because also I think that he's got players around him mm, like yep. that drive and dish a lot. Yeah, yeah. So I think he'd be very handy. Um, the next he point. might get scouted more this year, but oh, totally, mm. yeah, yeah. Uh, and for him, I mean, I guess he's a solid defender, um, yeah. But he might have a lot more, um, you know, guys coming at him and pick and rolls, and you know, getting on switches and sort of. He's just one of those accurate. really crafty defenders. Yeah. Who Joe is not going to make you turn the ball over heaps or. Like, but what he's going to make you do is actually take really bad shots. So you know they say when they teach you good defense, they go, it's not necessarily about getting a turnover. It's about making the person take the worst possible shot they can right. take. And it's because he's left-handed too. He very much focuses on that. Yes, he's left-handed. <laughs> They're very complicated left-handers. That's right. They are Very lefties. complicated. Another lefty. Uh, the question is regarding lefty. Can Liam assist Ben's jumper this year? Oh, well, I mean, I don't think you can make it any worse. But, uh, like, I, I think... um. Yeah, of course. Like, I mean, he's a. I, I think. I think it depends on. I. Well. Do you know what? I, what I probably think is. It's going to sound a bit silly, but. 
probably not this year. Yeah. Because he hasn't had an off season to work with him. Yeah. And uh, and uh, and that like I kind of feel like I don't know much about an NBA schedule and what it kind of plays out to be. But I suspect that there's not a huge amount of growth throughout the year no. that players are going to be. And I don't really think it's going to be a focus for Ben, right? Like maybe that's why they, so many players put workout videos of themselves during the summer and off season because so they're working on their something because they don't have time to because they don't have time to post that shit or like to actually do, do that stuff. in the season. Yeah, it's either like, recovery or well, I think it's either recovery, clubs. game maintenance, or yeah, nightclubs or like whatever. <laughs> but I feel like for Ben, I think he's openly come out and said. Actually, getting better at shooting is not really my short-term priority. My short-term priority is getting better with my back to the basket and inside the paint, right? So I'll get really good at that, and Makes then sense. I'll take myself out. Stretch your range. So, so I think actually, I don't think he'll have a big impact on on Simmons's jumper this year, because actually, I don't think they're going to focus on it that much. I, like they will. It's a long-term. What I mean is, it's a long-term project. Yeah, I think. I, and, and I think it should be. Where it's going to be beneficial is for Ben to become a much better foul shooter. Yep, yeah. And that's what they've openly said, right, is that yep. it probably would. And th- and that's where I'd say, well, yeah, maybe you just work on that. I mean, look, for God's sake, like the way that he can get to the to the ring and finish at the ring, I mean, a dunk's a pretty good pet shot too, right? Like so. If you can take um, a dunk over anything, you take the dunk. It's well, the highest percentage shot there is. That's right, exactly. So... Anyway, so I think you'd be pretty happy. I mean, Shaq used to say that. A dunk's a pretty good pet shot. So, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, we've got a Russell Westbrook comment here um, by uh, by Matt. He reckons uh, Russell Westbrook will most surprisingly and, and at long last get bored of stat chasing and individual accolades to become the modern-day Magic Johnson with guys clamoring to play with him. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say no to that. Yeah. I think that might be tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, I'd say so. And I, I would also say that probably... Um, that comes from a guy who everyone would love love to play with and would love to play with. And so, you know, go and play with yourself, Gubby. I think the modern-day Magic Johnson is on the Lakers and the 32 is reversed around. It's number 23. I'd say so. Uh, another guy here, Wizards to win the East. Well, that's not going to happen. Um, here's an interesting point. Who said the Wizards to win the East? Chris, Chris. Hale, you idiot. Yeah. Uh, Kawhi MVP Raptors Eastern Conference champs now that is I like that as a philosophy obviously because I'm a Raptors fan but, but I like possible. what Marksy's saying there it's possible mm. we might get Marksy on we might maybe we get him on to have a chat to him yeah, he's a well travelled man he's very well travelled yep. I was only talking to him the other night about the NBA he knows a fair bit yep. so, yeah oh he's a commie he's, he's uh, okay this is from Graham oh yeah Graham Bradley yep uh, okay Lakers don't make the playoffs oh, I, don't, I don't believe that Graham disagree yeah the Wizards but I can see where he's coming from yeah yeah yeah, yeah. the Wizards blow it up agree yeah I agree with that the Hawks natural progression from the second year player surprises everyone you would hope so because that's what they're supposed to do the Atlanta Hawks yep 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 well I haven't seen too many people have confidence in the Atlanta Hawks I like Graham's thinking Orlando continued to be horrible yep yep yeah, yeah. you'd be right Portland struggled not to self-implode. Well, that's certain. Well, yeah, that's I kind of agree. I definitely agree. They're my team to uh, to blow it up. Um, KP doesn't come back for the Knicks. What's he's been? Okay, they get a top three pick. You must have just read his comment. And just Maybe said everything. Graham, I, I I applaud you for your your basketball nows here. I, I must say. Well, he's that, a Knicks uh, fan. He's saying that. He's so. a Knicks fan. Okay, we're on the same school of thought here. I I I too am with you. I think the Knicks would be. And they actually said that they're not going to re-sign him to an extension. So I think... Um, at this point. All right. Okay. So I think they wait till he comes back. 
Mm-hmm. They must be worried about the long-term effect. Yeah, that's right. like the long-term so that's why I think, yeah, sitting the year out because they won't sign him is mm-hmm. a good thing to do for the Knicks because they'll get Kevin Durant and a top three pick next year. Yeah. That won't happen. They won't get Durant. Yeah, that's the uh, end of our user comments. Um, Thanks for writing in, listeners. Yeah, it's a good little bit of feedback. Yeah. Um, well, hopefully, for all those uh, who have stuck it out to the one hour and 24 minute mark, you have a, a pretty good grasp on what we think is going to go down in the NBA. Yeah. We like to think that we are on the ball with most of this, so we should be getting, if we're shooting at Lonzo Ball, around 33% of our yep. predictions correct. And that's pretty good. I yeah. mean, we've celebrated mediocrity our whole life. So. Hey, it's all it's all yeah. in the spin. You you, mm. you can sell a 33% shooter and, uh, and, and increase the value there. Well, everyone gets paid, right? So. Well, that's about it for episode 18, I reckon. Yep. Thanks very much, everyone. And we look forward to plenty more basketball yeah. talk, but not too much because there's other stuff going on. Yeah. What is going on now? Well, the A-League's about to launch tomorrow. Oh, yes. So they're tomorrow. about to... Yeah, so they're going to kick off tomorrow, which is going to be pretty cool. Oh, what about Usain Bolt scoring a goal against MacArthur? Oh, he, <laughs> he didn't score one, he scored he two. two. So, And then he turned down a deal to go and play... I don't know, somewhere in Israel or something like that for oh, two years. He? Yeah, so Just they... Stay here. Well, yeah, they threw a fair bit of money at him. I mean, he's a pretty decent catch for a team in terms of, like, international. Okay. You're trying to get a team that's relevant or whatever. Then, I think Optus are paying a fair bit of money to keep him in Australia. Well, the articles that are going around about him are basically that, um, that I think his management are kind of saying, well, you're either going to keep him or you're not, and the money that it's going to cost would be pretty close to a million bucks a year. And the A-League has come out and said to the Central Coast Mariners, you won't get any help from us. Which is right? dumb. So, Football uh, Australia should come out and pay it. Yeah, yeah. So so they're saying, um, you know, that typically, like they've got that fund for marquee players, yeah. that they wouldn't be prepared to use it on, um, you gotta gr- on Usain Bolt. You've got to grow the profile of the league before you can attract the players. Yeah, yeah. It's still a fairly... I, I can kind of understand it from oh, the A-League's absolutely. perspective it's, 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 in the sense just, of... He's not a legitimate marquee player, right? And no. it, what it all probably comes down to is um, whether or not you actually have uh, another marquee player to spend the money on Yeah. that that would match his exposure, right? But the problem will be if you pay him a million dollars and he just cannot compete on an A-league level, you've paid a million dollars for a bloke to play reserve grade. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. no one's coming to watch anyway, right? Because if he doesn't get picked in the side... Well, it doesn't matter. You don't get the actual exposure, right? Because there's only going to be... But would you, would once you, games start... Would you go to a game knowing that Usain Bolt has a, an opportunity to play? Well, so I, so and this is what I said when he signed... Like, when we spoke about it in the part, I wouldn't go to the game for that sort of gimmick. That's a gimmick. It's a marketing gimmick. That's no different to give me $1 hot dogs, right? To get me to a game. So the fact that... Because I can watch... Because I know right now that the caliber of player that Usain Bolt is, right, yeah. he might, one, he may never hit the pitch, but if he does, it will only be for five to 10 minutes, yeah. right, in an actual A League game. And during that five to 10 minutes, he may do one or two good things. So, do you know what? I can pick that all that up from, from, um, from watching it at home on the highlights. Now, yeah, 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 yeah. if you sign Ibrahimovic, then I'd go and watch. Of course. But right? you're not going to. But, but, you know, if you signed, I don't know, like if you signed an actual guy who could possibly do something on the pitch and that the team's going to leave out there for 50 minutes, 60 minutes, and I might be able to see something that no other player in the A-League can do, I'd go watch. 
But to watch Usain Bolt, I'm not that interested, to be honest. I don't care, right? I'd, I'd probably rather you spend the money on $1 hot dogs. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, from a marketing perspective, yep. that's for me, right? You're different, you'd go and watch? Yeah, I mean, why not? It's, an ex- it's, a, it's, a, it's a novelty. You know? I mean, I'd go to the A-League anyway, right? But, I, that, but I, that wouldn't go, I wouldn't go for that. Yeah, yeah. So, because I just, I don't see that he's, like, I don't see that I'm going to see anything different, right? Well, I think it's a good move from the A-League just to create interest in it. Um, yeah. and create interest from a struggling team in a small market in the Central Coast and if that helps the club put bums on seats with the op- chance that he may play then I think it's a good thing I agree I think it, I think it, if it helps I'm not saying they shouldn't do it but what I'm saying is there comes a point oh, absolutely. where the gimmick wears out where, it wears out right and so the thing is is that where do you draw that line right so yeah. giving him an A-league contract and keeping a player out of that you, yeah, you may do that. I don't really have a huge disagreement on that. But but uh, do you give him a spot in your game day 15, right? Because putting bums on seats could cost you the game, you know, if you use yeah. him anyway. But I I don't think he's an A-league player, mate. Oh, no. So, well, not now. He could be. But that's what years. I'm saying. He could be. He's got to stick it out. But I think in the end, you have to kind of go to yourself, well... We've got our value out of the gimmick. Yeah. We've got all the press and publicity. We're now known worldwide. What are we going to do with it? Like maybe we just kind of let it slide now and go. Thanks a lot. You saying see you later, mate. Yeah. You scored two goals. You know, those two goals would have appeared on ESPN and channels across the world. That's right. With your logo and everything else, but that's about all the value you're going to get yeah. out of it. Now, it's well, just it's two more, two more professional goals, and we'll ever score. Yep. Absolutely. So he's it's got probably. Us there. It's actually two more goals than I ever scored on the soccer field, anyway. So, I oh, know I got a couple actually. So. Yeah, nice. Yeah, not more than two. Alrighty, guys, thank you very much for listening, and uh, we shall see you when episode nineteen hits the airwaves. Thanks a lot, guys. Adios. Goodbye. Bow, 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 bow. Bye.